1668 was a year which could have passed into history largely unnoticed. But some significant things did happen, of course. What was going on in the world at that time? England first took control of Bombay. Give that a second. Think about everything that meant. And yet, much of London, a town of wood and pitch, had recently burned to the ground. Atheism was considered to be the cause of the fires. Mount Etna was about to erupt. Isaac Newton received his college degree. England appointed John Dryden as its first poet laureate. Mighty Flecknoe would disagree. In 221 years, a man named Adolf Schickelgruber would be born and would later change his last name to Hitler. And in the Netherlands, a country putting its wars to end with treaties, a painter named Johannes Vermeer was creating magical portraits. Now, we don't know a lot about Vermeer, but he is considered to be one of the great masters. Despite the fact that he died in debt, his paintings now sell for tens of millions of dollars. Familiar story, right? The fact that we know so little about him and his work is one of the main reasons for which his story is so fascinating. A Dutch master, right? From Delft. Famous worldwide now. But we don't know much about how he lived. We know almost nothing about how he painted. We don't even know if he was ever an apprentice. That means he may have taught himself all the way to Dutch master level. Although... There's almost no doubt he borrowed ideas from other artists. We don't know what he looked like, although one painting is suspected to be a self-portrait. To me, it looks a little bit like Stevie Ray Vaughan and Rembrandt had a 30-year-old man baby. Um, we don't know who commissioned some of his great works. We don't know who his models were. See, about da Vinci, we know a lot. About Michelangelo, we know a lot. About Vermeer, we know almost nothing at all, but we venerate that work. In Vermeer's time, people were beginning to think of science in new ways. We were learning about the solar system and about new forms of travel and communication. We wanted to record things and measure them with charts and maps. Okay? We wanted the world to explode with art and with new knowledge. We wanted new knowledge to connect with old knowledge and make one knowledge. It was in this period that Vermeer painted. And although he painted in a loose Hazy style, for some time, he became known for paintings that looked completely real, indistinguishable from what would become known as photographs. And during this period, Vermeer painted a piece which is now commonly known as The Astronomer. It is one of my very favorite paintings. The piece was painted along with what I am going to refer to as a companion piece, the 
pieces appear to feature the same model. They're quite similar in tone and presentation and were painted on the same length of canvas. That companion piece was the geographer. The pieces were created in response to an unidentified commission. That the same man modeled for both characters appears to be the case, but of course, <laughs> you guessed it, has never been established with certainty. The paintings have been sold multiple times with titles which differed slightly from sale to sale. It is safe to say, though, that each painting features a learned specialist and the tools of his trade or hobby. The astronomer has a celestial globe, and if you don't know what that is, I'm happy to tell you. It's a globe showing the known stars in the sky, or many of them. Um, on most celestial globes, I will offer, uh, constellations are outlined on most celestial globes, okay? Remarkable detail is shown in the tapestry at the astronomer's table, in the folds of his garment, and in his hair, as well as in the remarkable, remarkable globe. The geographer has a drawing compass and a straight edge. There is, of course, <laughs> a painting within each companion painting, and the painting within the astronomer features Moses, also a seeker, as well as a rendering of a scientific chart. The astronomer appears to be in the process of comparing data from a book to indications on the globe and stacking them against his own perception. All handling of textiles within the picture is exceptional. The globe really blows me away, though. I absolutely love it. And I have since the first moment I saw the painting in a book. The astronomer and his globe are bathed in light coming through a stained glass window. This painting calls to me. I travel. It's one of my main things, as is collecting art. I have seen the astronomer in its current location. Okay, to me the astronomer's expression conveys not just wonder and intellect, but longing or yearning. That's how I feel about travel. I also have a serious Vermeer thing. There is rampant speculation with many people expressing certainty that the model for the pieces was Antony van Leeuwenhoek. He was from Delft and was a friend of Vermeer. He was also... I'm going to describe him as an armchair scientist turned actual scientist, okay? He became a pioneer in lens making and microbiology. Now. He seems like a good subject for a pair of paintings about armchair scientists slash actual scientists, right? I don't know, though. I've seen portraits of him, but I don't know from what periods in his life or from what years in time. I'm not sure that he was the model, but maybe. For now, we can leave Vermeer. He went on to paint other masterpieces and having found himself financially ruined and incapable of supporting his family, 
eventually fell into a two-day fit of despondency culminating in his death. The astronomer is still with us. Okay. Remember the beginning of this podcast when I mentioned that Adolf Hitler would be born in 221 years? Well, as we all know, Hitler was an art enthusiast who looted much of the great art in Europe, and Hitler personally coveted the astronomer. The painting had made its way into the hands of a Rothschild and was on display in a Rothschild mansion when the Nazis entered the home and took the piece. And what was that like, right? How many Nazis were there? Who came? Did they storm the place or knock on the massive front door, right? Were they butt-stroking people with their rifles and shoving the owner around, or did they just go to the painting and say to the owner, we're taking this? However things went down, the painting was taken and was placed onto a train which carried it to a salt mine for storage among about half a billion dollars worth of other pieces. Hitler's idea was that the painting... (laughs) would be featured prominently in the epic nationalistic art museum which he wanted to build. But the lunatic would never see the painting following its shipment to Germany. Enter the Monuments Men. Remember that George Clooney movie? Matt Damon and Bill Murray were in it? That movie is based on actual guys, and those guys rescued the astronomer. Their job was to locate, catalog, and repatriate as much Nazi plunder as possible. It was a big job. They located the aforementioned salt mine containing the treasure trove. The Nazi commanding officer had ordered the mine destroyed, but his subordinates were not willing to do it and had merely collapsed the entrance. The mine was in a town called Merkers. There's a famous picture of Dwight D. Eisenhower, General Omar Bradley, and General George S. Patton in the mine. Eisenhower is separating a stack of paintings, with Bradley and Patton staring at the work with wonder and delight. The painting was returned to the Rothschild family after the war and was acquired by the French state in 1893. It has been exhibited at the Louvre ever since. So... When you look at this painting in the Louvre, keep in mind what would have happened if the Nazis had won the war. Keep in mind that there is a black swastika burned into the stretching frame in the canvas. Keep in mind that you are looking at something around which actual Nazi stormtroopers had their hands and that they dragged it through World War II. Insubordination ultimately kept the painting in the world. The piece was very nearly destroyed and did actually survive an explosion. Remember that the painting was put through those extreme circumstances and is again hanging in the public for you to see.